1: You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
2: Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show, as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another Fans podcast. With me this morning, I have Louis Ragoni.
1: Hello, Dolphins! And that other kid, who's with who's with him? What's going on, Doll Fans? Oh, it's Chris. Another kid? Are you? Did you refer to me as a kid? Who's the (laughs) Who's the first kid, Mike?
2: He was the first kid.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll just just ignore that. I'll ignore that. (laughs) So what we're here to talk about,
2: rather than our attendance, is uh, the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Doesn't really get you excited, to talk about the Panthers. They're they're just not that good a football team.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So Lewis, we got some news this morning about uh HN.
1: Yes. Yeah. IR. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, it hurts. You know, it'll hurt a few weeks from now when we play some of the better teams. You know, we do have a bye week coming up, right? Which that, you know, that'll be one of the weeks that he's gone. And we no, that have, doesn't count. We have New England. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right. It doesn't count. It, it'll actually be out five
1: weeks. Okay. So he's going to miss four games. Yep. And, you know, in those four games, we have, of course, the Panthers coming up this weekend, and we have the Patriots, but we have a couple tough games in there as well against Kansas City and Philly. So – It'd be great to have him, but you know the good news is is that we're pretty deep at that position. You know the other half of that news, Mike, was what that Jeff Wilson um, came off of the IR. Right. Right. So um, you know timing couldn't have been any better. I remember I on Monday, <laughs> as recent as Monday, I said, you know, Wilson's expendable. Yep. You know, at the trade deadline, and now. You know, it's kind of like... It's just the way things work. It's, you know, we're probably going to need him at some point. Um, You know, I'm confident in Mostert with the way he's played. Ahmed, the way he played through the preseason and the few opportunities he's had this season, he's he's, he's looked good. Wilson, we know what he brings to the table, and Brooks is a very good young running back as well. So the good news is... Is that we have a lot of depth at that position? You know, it's it's unfortunate, and it is going to hurt to some extent. But I don't think it's going to you know be a backbreaker for our offense by no means. No, but I I
2: do think that him not being in the game does change the uh, defense's focus a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the thing is this: is that you know out of the formations, Mike, that they've been running. You know, I think what you'll see. When they put Mostert and they've been putting Mostert and A-Chan on the field together quite a bit. Right. Which which gives you that option of running up the middle with Mostert, giving the ball to A-Chan as he comes around and they're basically, you know, jet sweeps, right? Yeah. Or you don't hand it to either one of them and you pass the ball to somebody. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do out of those formations. now. Personally, I think Ahmed's gonna, you know, do. He's gonna play the A Chan role. Um, He's still got that speed. Again, he's not as dynamic. You're probably not gonna see a 76 yard touchdown out of him, but you'll probably still see some nice chunk runs out of those formations as long as they execute like they've been executing. They're still gonna get yardage. And speaking um, of that,
2: Louis, did you know the uh, offensive line ranking came out uh, this morning? Okay. Our offensive line PFF ranks eighth.
0: Wow! Fantastic. How about that? Without Armstead, that's that's great. That's great news. Yeah.
1: Without Armstead, and that's with Austin Jackson. Yep, <laughs> it's with so, Austin
2: Jackson.
0: Yeah.
1: So you know they're doing a pretty decent job across that line. So you know, with all that being said, you know I think you may even see Barrios do that sort of thing as well because he's very elusive and fast. So you may see him, you know, in that slot, and you may see him running the ball out of that formation as well. It just depends on, you know, what what route they want to go. But again, I'll say it again, the great news is, is that, you know, they have options here. And, um, you know, I think they're still going to be a very good offense. They're going to, you know, I don't think they're going to skip a beat I think they'll be they'll be fine.
0: Yeah, not only this week, but going forward, I think if Claypool can get caught up, Claypool is also pretty effective in those jet sweeps and doing stuff like that as well.
2: Yeah, you wonder exactly what they plan for him. There's a whole yeah. bunch of talk, you know, they could use a white like Debo and this and that, the other thing. But you know, I'd like to see what they have in mind.
0: Yeah, I also read that they might try to use him at tight end, but yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. gonna.
1: Work well. He, what the, the thing about Claypool is, is that he's a big guy. And when you know, if you noticed on Sunday in Sunday's game, you had Hill sitting on the sideline quite a bit, and you had Wilson and some of the you know, and guys like that out there just doing an outstanding job of blocking, you yeah. know, from the receiver position. Now, yeah. Claypool brings that to the table as well. You know, so you're in a situation there to where... One
2: one of the critiques against him was he doesn't.
1: He doesn't block well for a big guy. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, listen, he's got to learn how to block. I mean, for his size, he's got to block out there or else he's going to be on his uh, last team here. You know, this is three teams in a couple of years. And, um, you know, he's got to start playing football, you know, and doing things that... That receivers are supposed to do, which includes blocking, especially with his size. So hopefully he brings something to the table. Um, you know, we've lost a few guys in Craycraft, but Cedric Wilson stepped up. I mean, the great thing about this team right now is that, you know, as you look around the team on both sides of the football, there's guys stepping in and doing a great job. I mean, Phillips, I mean, he's been what? out for three weeks now. And, you know, Van Ginkle's filled in for him incredibly well, and Agba's done a pretty decent job, you know, as far as, you know, filling in the rotation as well. So the good thing about this football team is the fact that we've got depth, which is a tough thing to have in the NFL these days. Um, You know, we've been fortunate and guys have stepped up and they've done the job. And let's hope that that continues until you know, all of these players that were missing come back later in the season. Yep, of course. But
2: the only problem is you're going to have guys hurt between now and then. So it's, you know, it's you never really catch up. But you're hoping that you can just keep your key players on the field and uh, benefit from them. Yeah. So, Lewis, you want to take a look at uh, how the Dolphins offense will attack Carolina defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're – the Carolina Panther defense, okay, against the run, not good. They're 26th against the run in the NFL. So, you know, it would have been nice to have <laughs> a, a, again, it would have been nice to have a chain. But, you know, Mostert will get the majority of the carries this week. And then, you know, who knows who we're going to see? You know, it'll probably be a med. You may even see Brooks get some carries this week. But, you know, personally, I think that Mostert will have a nice game. You know, their home, um, you know, the offensive line, as we've already talked about, are doing a great job. And I think that we're going to run the ball. We're going to be balanced. Um, you know, their secondary and their run, their pass defense has been much better than their run defense. I mean, they've, they're fifth in the league against the pass. So, you know, how do you attack them? You do just what you've been doing. You know, execution is the key here. You know, and, and teams know what's coming, and teams have not been able to stop us. I mean, we've been shooting ourselves in the foot quite a bit. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, if you, if you go back in every single football game, with maybe the exception of the Patriot game, um, you know, we, we really could have scored 40 plus points in every single one of these four out of the five games. And, and that's saying something. You know, it's not like the other team has stopped us. You know, we've fumbled the football on possessions. We've thrown interceptions on possessions, but turning the ball over on downs, guys. I mean, it's happening. It's it's not happening that often in every single game. So, you know, when you look at this offense and you look at the execution and the fact that um, you know, we talked a little bit before we got on, Mike, in regard to. um, you know, five weeks into the season, yeah. there's film on us. Teams know what's coming at you and so on and so forth. But, you know, you may know what's coming, but right. that if you execute, you're not going to be able to stop it. And, th- and that's basically what's going on right now with this offense. Um, they're trying to throw a lot of different things at us and nothing's working for the, you know, the the defending team. So, I mean, right now we're we're in a situation where as long as we execute and we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, you know, we're going to go up and down the field on football teams, and there's not a damn thing that they can do about it.
2: Now, the division teams seem to match up against us better than the teams outside the division.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, you guys, I'll ask you guys a question. You know, in this coming week, I mean – who who do you think shines? You know, who's our offensive star this coming week?
0: I think it's going to be Mostert. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I think we're just going to try to run the ball down their throat. Mm-hmm. Mike, what are your thoughts? Tyreek. Tyreek, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um,
1: it's funny because now that it, A-Chan is out of the game, right, This is this is my thought. Mm -hmm. You know, A-Chain's out of the game. I think that what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and take Hill out of the game and say, all right, so, you know what, guys, try to beat us with Moser, you know, move the ball up the field that way. But we're not going to have you get these big, you know, these quick touchdown plays, you know, down the field. So I think they're going to try and play somewhat of an umbrella defense in the secondary you know, doubling up Tyreek on the outside. So my thought is, is that, you know, I think Mostert's going to have a solid, solid football game, but you're going to see a lot of X-factor guys make plays in the passing game this week. Um, I mean, that's how I would defend us if I'm Carolina, you know, just say, hey, you know, let's hope that Tua, you know, makes some mistakes or we can get a couple of turnovers to keep this game close like the Giants did for a while. Um you know, otherwise they're they're in for a world of crap. You know, a world of shit if they can't, um, you know, if they can't hold our passing game down, and they are, they allow Tyreek to run all over the field on them, they're gonna have a lot of problems.
2: Well, here here's the thing, Lewis. If, if you look if you look at their cornerbacks, right? Uh-huh. Jameson, who, uh huh. Jamison, who is in their nickel on the right. outside, he'd be overhill. Okay, he grades forty four. Mm-hmm. Chinon, who uh, plays the slot will be over Berrios. His grade is 64-5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, Henderson has 53-4, and Waddle has 80. So, I mean, your receivers all have uh, matchups that should be advantageous to them.
1: Correct. Got it, got it, got it. How are their safeties, Mike?
2: Mediocre in the 60s. 61 for Bell and uh, 62 for Franklin Jr.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean... Our offense, as I said, you know, one way or another is going to move the football and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to stop Tyreek. You're just not, you're going to, you can slow him down. And that's what I think they should do. Sure. You know, they can't allow what the Giants allowed them to do is, you know, catch a long ball down the sideline. I mean, those quick touchdowns are just deflating for a football team. And It comes so easy for us. You know, what was that? Three plays into the second half, and we had another seven on the board. Three plays. I believe it was third play of the second half, and boom, there it is. Same thing with A-Chain, you know, earlier in the game on his long run. I mean, when you don't have to stay on the field and work up and down the field where it's just coming this easy for our offense – yeah, I mean these guys are fresh come the third, fourth quarter. You know, they're not out there all that much, so uh, it it doesn't help our defense much. But these guys across the offensive line, you know, they're they're out there and they're like, okay, this is great. Let's get right back off the field. We did our job for three plays, and you exactly. know, and we're we're on the sideline again. So I think we're in a good position this week. You know, playing this football team you know we've got some tough ones coming up but um i like the fact that we've had two home games against teams that you know we should be dominant over you know it's 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 a nice situation especially with all the injuries we've ha- we've had up to this point this season
2: yep and you you're starting to see you know the cream rise to the top on our team you know the guys that should be making plays are beginning to make plays
1: mm-hmm. yep. so
2: that you know that makes you feel a little more confident you know Yes. Uh, going into some of these games. I mean, I don't want to be arrogant and say we damn well better win this game, but, you know, this is a team we should beat.
0: Well, we should be. Right. We arrogant. should be. They're I all mean, in five. We should definitely win by at least three <laughs> touchdowns. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: Three touchdowns, huh?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: You know, we, we should have had a lot more points in football games up to this point. You know, it's execution. And, again, it is early in the season. And the great thing is is that they they execute incredibly you know ninety percent of the time. It's just the the, the <laughs> doggone turnovers you know in in the red zone and and that type of stuff just you know drives you batty um you know we've got we've got to tighten it up if we do you know you're going to see this team score forty points you know in numerous games this year because they they're just that good you know they're they're just that good. The system in place. And the speed is just that good. It's very, very tough to defend.
2: Well, this this has got to be the fastest team ever. (laughs) And ever (laughs) is a long time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ever is a long time. Ever is a
2: long time. Yep. So. Yes. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a step back for just a couple minutes, and we'll be right back. Chris, what do you think of the defense uh, going against their offense?
0: Well, I'm not sure what approach Fangio is going to take, but what I would do is they have the rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, and I would just blitz him all day because they don't really have guys on the outside who can make a lot of plays. I mean, Thielen's a really good possession receiver, but I'm not too worried about him. They got DJ Chark, who's another bigger possession receiver, and then they have the rookie, Jonathan Mingo, who's pretty good. Um I think offensively they had their best game of the season uh last week against the lions and the score they lost by i think 20 points but they put up a lot of yards um i think the key in that game was the turnovers bryce young threw two interceptions and i believe one of the running backs fumbled so they had three turnovers but um but, yeah, I'm interested to see what they can do. I mean, they have Hayden Hurst, who's a really good tight end. Maybe they try to attack the middle of the field like a lot of offenses have tried to do against us so far this year. But if you know, I'm his, Fangio – His
2: grade is 48-2, Hurst.
0: Yeah, if I'm if I'm Fangio, I'm sending the house all day and making this young kid make plays or – I don't think know, Fangio cause, does that. Cause confusion for him. I don't, I, I don't think him.
2: he gets that aggressive. I don't either.
0: Me. And, I mean – I understand it, but certain games like this one, I mean, you can't just let him drop back and try to pick out what holes in the zone that we have. I mean, we have to, we have to create pressure.
2: Yep. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm curious. Because, you know, I mean, this team isn't very good. This offense is not very dynamic.
0: Yeah, and they had 100 yards rushing between the three guys they were actually yeah, yeah, giving. Yeah,
2: but what I'm saying is they they don't have a Tyreek Hill. They don't no. have a guy that you really got to worry about. They really you know?
0: don't. Miles Sanders, I would say, is probably their best playmaker, and he's questionable for this week. So, yeah. um One thing they were doing a little bit last week, too, is they have Lavishka Chenault, who used to play for Jacksonville. They were getting him some carries on jet sweeps and stuff. So, uh-huh. I mean, there's just there's just not really a lot of firepower on this offense. Uh, Bryce Young hasn't really looked as good so far this season. I'm not going to completely blame him for his play because he really doesn't have a lot to work with. But yeah, exactly. I mean, I (laughs) just I see us holding this offense to 13, maybe 20 points. I mean, I don't see them scoring on us a lot. Yeah, Thielen
2: is the guy that, you, know, you you probably have to worry about if, yeah. you, call, if you call it worrying, you know. Yeah, I,
0: exactly.
2: I, I think Cahoole will be fine, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: This
1: rushing offense for the Panthers has one touchdown the whole season through five games. They have one rushing touchdown. You know, Miles Sanders, who's their lead back, yep. 3.1 yards per carry. Yeah. Um, there isn't a lot of firepower here. I mean, Thielen's a very good possession receiver, and, you know, they may want to dink and dunk all day long. You know, um, you know, that's probably what they'll wind up doing. I mean, Chark is averaging 17 yards of reception. So when he is catching the ball, it's down the field quite a bit. But he's only got 10 receptions through five games. So, yeah. you know, Mingo does bring a threat, as Chris said. You know, he he's a good young player, but again, you know, you're not going against Diggs and, you know, guys like that, you know? Uh Lamb, you know, it, they don't have the firepower here. I mean, this is it's such a similar, similar game to what we had last week. I think they're a little bit better offensively than what the Giants put out on the field yesterday, minus you know, I mean, uh yeah, on I Sunday. Think so too. Uh-huh. Minus Barkley. I mean they do have uh, a little bit more firepower, but not all that much. You know, not to where our defense shouldn't be able to control this football game on that side of the field. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're
2: concerned about, you know, Mingo on Apple. Maybe, maybe that's a matchup that concerns you. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah. But,
2: I mean, there aren't many that, that, that you can really look at and say, wow, they have an advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for as much shit as Apple gets, or at least watching the game live last yeah, week, he played okay. Made last a, week. Yeah, I mean he he made a nice play in coverage wise, and I was talking about this with my dad a little bit. I mean he comes up and hits. He's not he's not. That's one thing I do like that he brings to this defense is that physicality. So does Kohu. Yeah, no, Kohu does for sure too. But it seemed like against Buffalo, none of these guys wanted to tackle. Yeah, but it was a little uncharacteristic because I feel like normally or at least last year when we played Buffalo those 3 times I mean they we gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points in some of the games but at least we were playing physical you know i mean a couple weeks one, ago one that was, week, that that was really concerning defenses.
2: is their tackling chris
0: yeah yeah but i mean like i said i mean some weeks like last week i mean i know we we're playing the giants but you see guys flying all over the field and yep. hitting that's the, that's that's the defense that we need to see against these better teams you know
1: Yes, I mean, and it was it was a bunch of guys last week. I mean, how many times? I mean, you can go down the defense, and you know, Siler had some really big hits. Van Ginkle, um, as as you guys mentioned, Long had a big hit. You know, the Apple and Kahoo. they all blew guys Holland, up. I everybody, Holland, yeah, they were spanking people last week. And, you know, that's the way they have to play. That defensive line has to, with, with all the talent that we have across that defensive front, they have to control the line of scrimmage. They have to do it. You know, and they have to do it this week. I mean, this kid can run with
0: the football as well. Who, the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's about 170 pounds soaking wet, though, so I don't recommend him doing that too often. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, he, you know, he is mobile. Is yeah. what I'm is what I'm getting at. I mean, he's been sacked twelve times, you know, through the five games, which isn't a big number. But you know, all in all, well, actually, he only played four games, so he's averaging about three yards. I mean, at three sacks a game that he's actually
0: started. Yeah, in. you
2: know, it is with young quarterbacks. Sometimes they just take off because they're not sure what the defense is giving them. You know.
0: And yeah. their wide receivers are not giving them much separation, so yep. that causes him to hold the ball a little bit longer as well. Sure. Yeah,
1: I, I think that, you know, if in fact we do send the fifth rusher, and, and I agree with Chris, I mean, I think you got to, you know, get the confidence away from this kid immediately. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want him sitting back there and being able to, you know, just think and dunk to Thielen and move the football you know dump it off to her you know their tight end who's actually a decent tight end as well um and to the running backs you know you want to put pressure on this guy and hopefully you know the guys up front can do it and if they're not then you know i want him blitzing this kid for sure absolutely you know just just force him into making mistakes i mean guys one interception i talked about it on monday i mean They've got to get turnovers. I mean, we're winning football games and we're losing the turnover battle every week, which is remarkable in itself because, yeah. we, you know, that that's the situation. I mean, I think as a whole, we have, I think, three or four turnovers through five games. That That's, that's minuscule. And that has got to change going forward. So this will be a good week to start that. Um, you know, but we have to force the issue. You know, we have to force... The opposing teams in the mistakes and you know you know that's what you want to see and we haven't seen it up to this point it just hasn't been
2: i watch baker tackle and baker tackles you know but he's never going after the football and that's something that annoys me yeah because you know one guy can have the runner wrapped up and he'll still come in and you know knock him over instead of going after the football
1: yeah well I mean, even more important than that, Mike, okay, you know, as you watch our games, teams teams are chasing us, right? I mean, for the most part, you know, they're playing catch-up. So, you know, our defense is in a great position to just take complete control of football games. You know, when teams are dropping back and they're having to throw the ball a lot, that's when we've got to come up with interceptions and sacks and, you know, fumbles. That sort of thing, and it just has not been there. You know, usually you'll see the quarterback escape the pocket and either run for first down or, you know, somehow find somebody open down the field. Or, you know, they just turn the ball over on downs. You know, we have to start getting turnovers in those situations. With as, with as dynamic as our offense has been and the position that it puts the opposing offenses in, um, we should be doing much better in that category, and we're not up to this point.
0: Yeah. The inside linebacker play has been kind of disappointing. I mean, I'd like to see these guys step up and create some turnovers as well. Longs look good at certain points and then other times he's just over pursuing or just not not able to cover guys. I think that's probably our main weakness on our defense is that inside linebacker position.
1: You know, as a whole, you know, I watch games all day long and I see linebackers picking balls off. You know, we watched it on the two night games this past week. You know, linebackers are getting interceptions. I mean, it's it's coming from all different avenues and they, they've, they're just not creating turnovers. I don't know what the reasoning is, but um, it's got to happen. You know, Holland... You know, we talked about going in the last season, you know, becoming a Pro Bowl player. You know, up to this point, you know, you want to see more out of him, you know, when balls are being thrown down the field. You want to see him being a ball hawk. You know, we felt that after his rookie season, you know, he was going to develop into that sort of player. And up to this point, you know, we we haven't seen that. You know, you want to see your safety back there at the end of the year have six, seven, eight interceptions, you know, a guy like that. Um, especially in a Fangio type defense. Um, so, you know, hopefully this picks up because, you know, as, as the season progresses, you know, they can't continue to lean upon the offense to do what they're doing. You know, at some point the defense has got to come up with turnovers and change games in our direction in that fashion. So our offense doesn't have to constantly go out and, you know, keep us ahead of the game. Um, so they got to figure something out. I mean, this is this is a, the last week and this week are, are weeks where they should be just obliterating, you know, the other team's offense and getting some turnovers. So hopefully it happens this week.
2: I'm sure it's something that Fangio probably stresses, but we haven't seen it, you know, manifest on the field. Uh-huh. Right. Elliott is thirteenth of eighty six safeties, and uh, Holland is number one of the eighty six.
1: Which
0: Still, is which wow, is outstanding. Yeah, yep. definitely.
1: I mean, they, they're obviously doing the job. Um, you know, in that sense, I don't think the corner. But I know X Man's uh, way down there in regard yep. to corners. You know, fifty two
2: eight. He's eighty third.
1: That's crazy.
2: Of a hundred and nine. Eighty seven of a hundred and
1: nine. Eighty-seven of a hundred and nine. I mean, that's crazy. Um, yep. you know, I don't know where Kahoo and Eli Apple are, but I'm sure that their numbers aren't great either.
2: Kahoo is forty one of a hundred and nine, and I gotta go <laughs> into nickel to pull up Apple.
0: And oh, okay. he is fifty six one. Okay. Let me yeah. guys let me ask you guys something. So when Phillips comes back either this week or next week, do you think that Van Ginkle's going to get that starting position on the opposite side of him? Or do you think that maybe they, uh, Fangio tries to use him more in the inside linebacker role? Or
2: I think you just rotate him.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, my thing is, is with how good Van Ginkle is playing, if you're not using him in that inside linebacker role – uh-huh. I want to see him and Phillips as our starters and getting majority of the time. And then even though we gave up what we gave up for Chubb and paid him all that money, I mean, you got to play the best guys, you know? That's, that's just my opinion on that.
2: Well, Chubb is grading out 31st of 114. So, he's he's not doing a terrible job. Phillips is
1: actually lower than that.
0: Yeah. What is Van Ginkle on that? Do they have him on the edge rusher? Not on the sheet. They, they don't? Okay.
1: Here's the thing. You know, if Phillips is in fact healthy this week and uh-huh. he does and he does come back, you know, I said it on Monday. I, I think one way or another, Van Ginkel needs to be on the field, and I don't care where they put him. Um, we watched Mike uh, A.J. Dewey move all over the field sure. in Arnsbarger's defense um, years and years ago. I mean, God, they moved him outside, they moved him inside, and he excelled. And I think that a guy like Van Ginkel with how versatile he is and how many things he can bring to the table, you probably utilize him in that situation. You know, as Chris mentioned, I mean, you know, I don't want to see him on the sideline 50% of the time. I want to see him on the field ninety percent of the time right now, because he's been one of our best defensive players over the last three or four weeks. And um, you know, for him to, you know, get playing time cut short once Phillips comes back, I think you know, I, I think it's a mistake. You know, I think that you have to have a guy like that on the field regardless of where you put him. You know, I think there's a position for him. I think that they should really be thinking on those terms to where How they move they him around. How could they not be? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I mean, that's what I would be doing. Um, and let's hope that we see that. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not football coaches, but we, we sure in the hell can see what's taking <laughs> place over the course of a game. And, you know, as we watch these football games and we see guys that are making plays and, you know, Van Genkel's, you know, having three, four, five big plays every week, whether he's knocking down passes or sacking the quarterback or making, you know, tackles or putting pressure on the quarterback, all those things he's doing extremely well. Andrew Van Ginkel is the eighth-ranked um, edge defender. Wow, pretty doggone good. You can't have a guy like as great that. His grade
2: is eighty-nine-nine.
1: Outstanding. I mean, you can't can't take him off the field.
2: He is he is right behind Micah Parsons.
0: Wow, <laughs> how about that? And uh-huh. What's interesting about that with Micah Parsons is last year they were using him kind of like how you said that they utilized Dewey back in the day. They were putting him on in the inside, the outside. Right. And this year, they're taking kind of a different apo- approach. They're just keeping him at that edge. And I kind of feel the same way about Van Ginkle. If that's where he's best at and that's where he's making the most plays, I'd rather see him on the edge than using him in the middle. But if he plays good in that middle, plays better than Baker, and plays better than the – um, gosh, I just Chubb. forgot his name. Uh, not, not Chubb. The, um, Ogba. Long. Oh, if he's playing better than Long and Baker in the middle. Then I guess you kind of have to play him there. But I mean, he's so good coming off that edge. It's like he, he is, I don't know.
1: and 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 you know what's amazing is that he does it from both sides. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying that you can move him around. Um, I've seen him get to the quarterback from the left side yep. of the defense, and last week from the right side, he literally just blew right past that tackle. I mean, literally yep. used his speed. You know, what's weird when I watch Chubb in passing situations, he lines up very wide. And I don't know if it's because he feels more comfortable in that situation, but, and, or I don't know if the defense, you know, the defensive coordinators are telling him to, you know, line up more outside to contain. He's
2: 91.5 in his coverage grade. So whatever he's doing, it's working.
1: Right. Well, no, I'm talking about in pass rushing situations, not a cover grade. I watched Van Ginkle when he got to the quarterback. He was inside of the tackle, and he just Uh literally just used his speed to go right past him. You know, so maybe Chubb they take a different approach on to where his angle to the quarterback is a little bit wider because he doesn't have the speed to contain outside. I don't know, but I watched them do, you know, do something a little bit different when they both lined up on that right side when I was at the game on Sunday. Um, so I don't know what, what the reasoning is behind it, but it could be the, the simple fact that Van Gieckel's got enough speed to contain on the outside when they put him there. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the fact, you know, to where you can move him around because he does, he, he can get to the quarterback from both sides.
0: Does a great job.
1: Chris, you have a prediction?
0: Huh. I'm going to say. 34
2: 13.
0: Okay, Lewis? I
1: think that we go over the 40 point mark this week. And I, I think we just, again, I'm going to basically predict something like 44 to 10, something to that effect. I think we're just going to blow their doors off this week. Um, I think we would have had a, a score similar to that last week, you know, had we executed a little bit better. And I think we're seeing pretty much an identical football team coming out there to play us this week. So I'm going with that, like 44 to 10, something, something in that, um, you know, in that ballpark.
2: That would be fun.
1: What yes. do you got, Mike?
2: I don't have 44 to 10. <laughs> now 34 to 14. I think that's probably more in line with what I would expect.
0: All right. Yeah, I think we see again. Come the fourth quarter, us take the foot off the gas a little bit. I mean, I think we could score 50 points on this defense mm-hmm. and possibly even more. But I just think that this game going to be a lot like last week minus the turnovers and keeping them in the game a little bit longer than we should have. Yeah, I think Tua cleans up a couple of those throws he made. And hopefully these damn running backs hold on to the ball because they sure have been fumbling a lot lately.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one concern with mustard now, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you said it on the last podcast, though. It's crazy because how many carries yeah, he had right? without having a fumble, and now these last couple of weeks, I don't know if they've been watching film and they're like, "We got to try to punch that ball out when because he he does break tackles, and that's how A Chan fumbled last week when he was trying to give that second effort. It's so almost
2: always was when yeah, you give a
0: second effort, exactly. unless they just
2: come in and pop you and you don't see it coming.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, most are.
1: You know, we talked about it. You know, he got popped pretty good on that play. Yep, he did. Yeah. You know, he did have both hands around the football. I mean, what what more can you do? Right. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't glue it to your hands. You know, it's <laughs> you know it's it's gonna happen. Sometimes
2: the defense wins. That's all.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, look. You know, we. You know, I mentioned it on Monday. I think we're getting somewhat spoiled in regard to you everything. Think? You know um <laughs>
2: forty four to ten.
1: You know, two is two is two has, <laughs> two has yeah. been playing two has been playing at a at a very, very high level, you know, and he's only been making a few mistakes every week and you know, we're kinda like on him. Uh most are same situation. I
2: don't know if we're on them. I I just think, you know, like you watch the game and you see a couple of things you wish was different, and those are the things, but they're both playing good football regardless. All right, so that that pretty much uh, does the predictions. Guys, thanks for uh, joining me this morning, and um, we'll be back after the game. Until then,
0: fins up. Fins up, everybody. Let's get to 5-1. and one. Fins up, Dolphins.
2: All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. Until next week, be well and take care. Podcast Network.